Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary as we get ready for another week in the Canadian Football League. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you all very much for downloading and listening today. As always, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Um, today's show, all about your CFL power rankings and picks for the upcoming week and we'll get into a little bit about the uh, Toronto Blue Jays at the end as they get ready to start the second half of their season here so uh once again thank you all so much I greatly appreciate the support and let's get on with the show hi I'm Kim Carson and I'm Peter Klein and this is we had no idea a podcast about world events that you know about but might have fallen asleep for during history class or social studies however you learn history in high school Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! All right, it is power rankings time in the CFL. Not a whole lot changing this week. Let's run it down. Edmonton, so painfully close to win number one. Just about got there, but they lose it in heartbreaking fashion. So they stay down at number nine. At eight, it is the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, devastating news this week with Jeremiah Masoli being done for the season. I, I just don't see a path for them now to get out of there. Like, it feels like these two teams are kind of locked in at the bottom for the rest of the way. Uh, at seven, it is Hamilton. I, I still don't totally know what the Ticats are. I think the roster is fine, but again, the quarterback play is suspect, and I do think that this is a team that has a, a strong coaching staff. So we'll see if they're going to, to be able to, to work their way out of everything they're dealing with right now. Um, they are only two points back of Montreal for that second spot in the uh, in the East, and, I mean, right now they're tied with Calgary at 1-3, and three, and they're also tied with Ottawa. Like, it, it just, they are a team that it, it feels like the window has closed, and they don't want to give up on that just yet. At 6, it is Montreal. They've had a tough schedule, it feels like, um, to, to start this season. Like, they got, um, they, they had a kind of get-right game. Um, or no, they didn't. Sorry, they, they're back-to-back. Like, they, they had a couple of easy ones to start with. They got to, to start against Ottawa, start against Hamilton. It's okay, 2-0. And then it's Winnipeg, Toronto, or Winnipeg, BC, Toronto. That's that's a tough stretch for uh, for, for Montreal to, to have to deal with. I, I would imagine the struggles continue this week. Um, but they, they have shown that they are not on the level of the top teams in this league. At five, it's Calgary. They are one in three. Um, they, they had the bye last week. Did they have a bye last week? Am I misremembering that? Um, no, they lost to, to Winnipeg. Sorry, my apologies there. Um, th- this is, it, it's just not a very good football team. Um, the, the offense is remarkably predictable. Defensively, like, there are, there are some very solid players on there, but when your offense isn't staying out on the field for the length of time that you need them to, it becomes a bit of an issue. And so I, I think that this is a Calgary team that is going to continue to struggle this season. And I don't think they have the right guy at quarterback. I think I've been pretty clear about that. And nothing I've seen so far has changed my mind. At four, it is Saskatchewan. They almost had a devastating loss to Edmonton. They did not play particularly well, but they were able to come away with a victory in that game. And so I I think they're probably firmly planted in this number four spot for now. And then the top three, you know them, you love them. It is Winnipeg, BC, and Toronto. 
Going into our picks for the weekend, um, we start with tonight's game in Edmonton. The Elks look to win on home soil for the first time in almost 1,400 days as they host the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This one is essentially a pick'em. I have said before, I don't love what Hamilton has on their roster, especially a quarterback. The rest of the roster is okay. I just can't go with Edmonton in this case. Um, like, they, they did almost get the win last week. But they still only scored 11 points. And that was with Cornelius playing about as well as you could expect him to play, right? Like, he was he was using his legs for the first time, really, in the Canadian Football League. And that felt like a bit of a surprise attack for the Riders, who weren't expecting it. Hamilton's going to be expecting it now. You don't think Orlando Steinauer is going to be able to pick up on that? And it felt like there were quite a few interceptable balls thrown by Cornelius before Saskatchewan finally got the interception at the end to really close that game down. So, I... I think we kind of saw almost best case scenario for the Edmonton offense last week, and it got them 11 points. So this is not an endorsement of Hamilton. This is a pick against um, a pick against Edmonton. So we are going to go with Hamilton in this spot um, to, to cover basically one is essentially what it is. Up next, it is the Argos taking on the Montreal Alouettes on Friday night football. I am stunned that this is only a, a five to six point spread. At the time, um, I did some other picks. It was four and a half. But for, uh, for Toronto, like they are, I, I've said, they're clearly the best team in the league right now. Um, the defensive side of the ball they're playing spectacular. The offensive side of the ball, things are moving very, very well for them. I just don't see a world where Montreal really hangs in this game. Again, all due credit to Montreal for the first couple of weeks they had this season, but I, I just, I don't think they are particularly close to the level of the Toronto Argonauts at this point. So I like Toronto to, to win this game, um, and I like them to cover five. Like, five just seems so low. And I, I, I wrote about it and I said, when the, the gambling gods give you a gift of the top team in the league at minus four and a half or minus five, you, you do not question it. You just thank the gods and go on your way. And you probably click on that a couple of times, uh, which we'll get to in today's ticket at the end of the show. Up next, it is Winnipeg taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks. It's actually a doubleheader on Saturday with Winnipeg taking on Ottawa and then Calgary facing Saskatchewan. Winnipeg is up to a nine-point favorite. I am still taking the Blue Bombers. Um, I... This is one, I don't think Ottawa, like you're bringing in a new quarterback, you're facing one of the top teams in the league, Winnipeg, I still think they feel like they have something to prove, I, I think that Winnipeg is going to really do some awful things to, to Ottawa, I, I think that the, um, I think the Bombers win this one rather convincingly, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see it going very well for the Ottawa Red Blacks in this one. Um, and then Saskatchewan taking on Calgary. I still have the Riders. Like, I, I think they played a very poor game against Edmonton, and they still came away with a win. I think that defense is still good enough that they are going to recognize how limited Calgary is at pushing the ball down the field, and I think Saskatchewan is going to be able to really shut down this Calgary offense, and I cannot express enough how impressed I was with the performance of Trevor Harris in that fourth quarter leading that team to a victory. I get the, the situation around it was hilarious, but... Trevor Harris stepped up in a big-time way, and I think that this is going to be a game that helps propel the Riders further on. So I am taking Saskatchewan to, to win this game, um, and I'm taking Saskatchewan to, to cover. 
as well. Um, quickly, let's get into the world of baseball as the Toronto Blue Jays are looking for a big second half. As it sits right now, Toronto does enter the unofficial, have to say that, does enter the unofficial second half of the season in a playoff spot. Um, at this point, they are third in the American League East and in the second or tied for the second wildcard spot with the Houston Astros. One thing that desperately needs to improve, Toronto is 7-20 and 20 against the American League East this season. That just, that, that in-division has to get better for Toronto to, to turn this around. They cannot keep dropping full series to Boston and games like that. Like, it, it has to be an improvement now for Toronto to jump up. You look at it on the other side, Tampa Bay is 17-10 and 10 against the East. Baltimore is 16-11. and 11. Blue Jays are 7-20. and 20. So that, the direct competition is where the Blue Jays really need to elevate their game um, going forward here. I do expect this to be a big bounce back second half for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I do think that his performance of the home run derby and just getting a bit of that swagger back is going to be good for him to, to remember the type of player that he is. And I think he is really going to take this team far in the second half. But All-Star Weekend does also show you the fragility of this team. Jordan Romano exits the All-Star game with a back injury. And now all of a sudden, now you take the closer out of most bullpens, the bullpen's going to look a little bit weaker, but now all of a sudden this bullpen that was like, oh yeah, it's fine. All of a sudden there's alarm bells going off and there's panic. Now it sounds like he's going to be all right, but from Toronto's standpoint, I don't think you can exit this deadline without getting a little bit of bullpen help. People are always wary of spending a little bit too much on bullpens um, in free agency time. I think at the deadline is where you can go out and really, really add some depth and bolster a bullpen, um, even like just down in the minor leagues. And like, I, I always say, I don't want it to be, well, I guess we're going to throw this guy in the playoff roster. I want it to be, man, I can't believe we're keeping this guy off of it. And I, I think the bullpen is where you can do that exceptionally well. There are a lot of low-priced um, low risk options, I think, out there that I think the Blue Jays are going to need. I still think, and we talked about how the Blue Jays have survived this first half of the season with only five major league starters, and now they're getting Hyunjin Ryu back. I still would like another depth option out there for the Blue Jays uh, at starting pitching, but I think right now, honestly, the biggest focus should be another right handed bat. The, the Blue Jays. Um, got very, not left-handed heavy, but got a number of good lefty bats off the bench. They don't really have that good righty bat off of the bench. And so I think Toronto going out and addressing that would be a big help for the Blue Jays. But um, like I, I would love for them to go out and make a move for one of the big Chicago starters. I don't think that's going to happen, but I would like to see them at least try or just, you know, go get Shohei Otani, who by the way, should absolutely be traded by the angels. 100% like they're, oh, it's so tempting. Like you're only five games out, but you have to leapfrog Seattle, Boston, and the Yankees. And then one of Houston and Toronto to, to get in there. I just, just don't see it happening for them with the injuries that they have. Like, yes, you're only five games out. You're tied with Minnesota right now. Um, okay, so now it is time for today's ticket, and it is a busy ticket um, with mainly CFL on there right now, um, and actually exclusively CFL right now. So we will go to, we are skipping uh, Thursday's game and going right to Friday Night Football, where it is uh, Toronto minus five. We are going to take that one. We are also going to take first half Toronto uh, to cover minus three against the Montreal Alouettes. I, I think they can have a pretty convincing lead at halftime and ride it out from there. On Saturday, I it's it's a big number, 
but I'm taking Winnipeg minus nine against Ottawa. Like I'm just, I'm very convinced that Winnipeg is going to have a pretty easy time on both sides of the football. And because of that, I'm also taking Ottawa under 16 and a half points at plus 102. And then on to the game on Saturday, I am taking the Riders minus a point and a half against the Stampeders. And I'm also taking the Riders to just win straight up. Uh, little Australia came out uh, to win straight up at minus 120. So that is today's ticket and that is today's show. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you all so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email the show couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Uh, coming up later on this week, it is a Fightin' Friday as we look back at UFC 290, uh, some of the big storylines coming out of that, some fights to make coming out of it, um, and then some big news in the MMA and boxing front around Francis Ngannou, and then we will get into, it is a big time in professional wrestling, we get into the G1 previews, uh, who I think is going to win each block and a couple of standouts along the way as well. So, uh, remember to subscribe, leave a rating, that always helps, and I will talk to you all later. Later.